decided to use it as an authentic model for a modern replica. In 1973, scale drawings were executed by Mr. Fred Dungey of the British Museum staff under the auspices of Dr. Richard Barnett. The lyre was built in Berkeley by Robert R. Brown. The frame of the lyre, which measures three and a half feet by three feet, is of red birch, while the sounding box is of spruce. Crocker has strung the lyre with gut strings and has made oaken tuning pegs of the kind shown in ancient pictures. Each string is wrapped around the upper crossbar and the peg, which is used as a lever to tighten or loosen the string, turns around the crossbar. The strings descend about three feet from the upper crossbar over a fixed bridge on one side of the sounding box to the base, underneath which they are attached. The common shape of the sounding boxes of Sumerian lyres is a stylized rendering of a bull's body with its head at the I've front. Been While some lyres have bearded you. bull's heads, the silver lyre's head is beardless. Sumerian Too lyres long. of this type Hence are not ideally suited for a song. To stop Don't 
song you got to watch ladies and gentlemen we do a little gimmick right here and it goes something like this one time I love you two times I love you honey three times I really love you baby four times I really love you now, honey. Five times the good Lord knows that I love you. Six times, oh, man, how I love you. Seven times, darling, you know that I love you. Eight times, Times I really love you, but good God Almighty, I love you. Good God Almighty, I love so many different ways in Radio, flat black plastic. This is for all the folks up in Napa. Thank you. 
must confess what you say is true. I had a rendezvous with somebody new. It's the only one I ever had. Baby, baby, don't you go away mad. Cheating shows and it never goes. You've got a reason to be mad, I suppose. For he was only just a passing fat baby. admit that you feel upset what do you say that we forgive and forget come and kiss me just to prove you're glad baby baby don't you go away mad don't be mad don't be mad baby Yeah. <laughs> 
here. I hope this won't, uh, I just want to explain what all these mics for. I don't want to do an imitation of the president, and I don't have Jim Haggerty here, so uh, I have Sherman Adams, though, in the back. At any rate, Sherman Adams, no, the president and, uh, and Sherman Adams and Arthur Godfrey and Tony Marvin. It kind of works out that way. Anyway, we're making records here, and uh, this cable goes back, and the recording engineer is Herbert Philbrick, whom you may know. Now, uh, <laughs> I want to, uh, before I dig the brick wall, I'm still a bohemian. I don't want any of you to think that I sold out. And uh, the generation is now in style, isn't it? The beat generation. Anyway, I wanted to mention here, before we go any farther, that President Eisenhower is going to run for a third term. And I thought that should take precedence over homecoming speeches and all things like that. And uh, he made a speech last night, which got a, a seven on NBC. It says, right? And, uh, and, on the, uh, and Zorro got an 18. Well, anyway, so President Eisenhower is going to run for a third term, and in the meantime, or at least he said he would, Vice President Nixon has his hand on the switch. And uh, I was in the East when the president got sick, and Vice President Nixon moved in and started appearing in all these magazines, and he sort of came of age here at the end of the year. And uh, he's right, and he got his glasses, he got those new glasses and all, and uh, it was wrought iron frame, right? Remember those? So, Anyway, President Eisenhower and, uh, was depending on Vice President Nixon to keep his hand on the throttle. And he was, uh, he, sort of, he was on all these magazines like Time and Life. And almost every magazine, with the exception of True, which has a hidden significance, which I'm not going anyway, so, so, anyway, by, <laughs> neutral colors. So at any rate, the Vice President Nixon, as you know, is supposed to go to the NATO meeting. Uh, there, anyway, he's, he's in charge of calling eggheads back. That's what it says here. For the administration. So, uh, several eggheads have been called back, including Dr. Oppenheimer, who was granted amnesty this week. And, uh, and he is taking a quick course in German, so he may join the others defending our country. Right? So.
Radio.fm, this is the Flat Black Plastic Show. Playing old style, Flat Black Plastic, this round of full of grooves for you. From the public library, go to the public library, it's free.
program that brings you authentic police case histories. Waterman's Pens and Waterman's Ink present Gangbusters. Tonight, the case of the death mask killer who used an innocent girl to cover his elaborate plans, but who learned that even the spending of three copper pennies Waterman's pens, every one a master writing instrument, and Waterman's ink, the ink that goes up to three times as far as ordinary inks, are proud to bring you gangbusters, presenting facts in the endless war of the police on the underworld. Facts that show the operation of our law enforcement officials in their work of protecting our citizens. Commissioner Louis J. Valentine, on leave as interviewer of gangbusters, has now arrived in Tokyo, where he is to serve at the personal request of General Douglas MacArthur. Waterman's expects to bring you his voice by shortwave in the near future. Meanwhile, gangbusters has asked Dr. Carlton Simon of New York City, internationally known criminologist, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Well, Dr. Simon, I understand the criminal in tonight's case played a major part in the plot which led to a spectacular escape from Eastern Penitentiary last Easter. He did indeed, Don Gardner. This killer, Bow Wow Bowers, was cunning, shrewd, and merciless. His background must be of extreme interest to criminology, Dr. Simon. It certainly is, Don. For the soundest way to combat crime is to know how the criminal's mind thinks and works. So I'm going to start tonight's case at a summer resort on a large lake in Wayne County, Pennsylvania. After dinner, a young couple was seated on a porch swing, looking out over the lake, which was brightened to silver by a full moon. Scranton never was like this for us. No? I was never in Scranton. You'll have to come visit me sometime. She'd love my family. I guess I would, Peggy, if they're anything like you. <laughs> Look, baby, you and me, well, we made a lot of progress in three weeks. I... Yes, Horace? Well, there's not many women I'd give a second look. Let alone kiss. <sighs> oh, darling. Yeah? Yes, Horace? Well, there's not many women I'd give a second look. Let alone kiss. Kiss. Oh, darling. Yeah? Do you really have to leave? I'll be back, Peggy, in a day or so. Oh, don't go, please. Believe me, baby, there's nothing I'd like better than staying here with you, but... I got to leave as soon as Andy comes downstairs. Oh, that Andy. Why do you have a man like that working for me? He's handy to have around. Andy drives the car, carries my samples, knows a lot of people. I still don't care much for it. He takes you away from me. But I'll be back, baby. When? Day after tomorrow.
text goes on to say that if this unclear Kablitu interval is made clear, the lyre is then in Kitmu tuning. And indeed, if we change the augmented fourth, five to two, into a perfect fourth by raising the lower string, then the new scale formed by this change is the scale that can be generated by starting a series of alternating fifths and fourths on the interval Kitmu, six to three. The unclear interval is five to two.
Christ! <laughs> Thank you very much! I wonder what about my wife is... Ah, my wife is so fat! My, my wife is so fat! Come <laughs> on. 
please, fine. enough is Big enough. Fine. Please, shit. <laughs> That's enough. Come on, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Big time, yes. Big time. Oh, this is All right. Time, you know. Okay. You know. This is so exciting for Yash and myself to be here this evening for a number of reasons. First, you know, this is the, the first time that Yash and myself have been on the West Coast for one thing in Los Angeles, California. Uh -huh. And I'll tell you... I'll tell you, it's really something. You know, because we're from the East Coast, you have Lutonia, really, you know, in yeah, a little but... town called Belbic. And there's, uh, you know, such a difference between our hometown and Los Angeles, you know, it's almost funny. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> that, well, no, no yeah, it is. No, no, but it is funny um, almost. Um, not not quite, real funny, no. but almost. Funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No, Tonya, the driving is so different, also. Oh, the driving. Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh no, well we can't forget. The cops, no, you, those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, know the, the, the great point? Anyway, let's segue to this. You know, real funny, no, but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No, Tonya, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget... The cops, no, you, those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. Deuce, deuce, revival was my problem solver. Had a deaf girl, really didn't want to end Baba. In the life of a gangster, used to rob banker. But now I'm locked up, I'm just a punk low rankster. Jail cells know me too damn well. Seems like I built on earth my own personal hell. No matter how I climb, somehow I always a lot of players got this story to tell no matter how cold you roll you simply cannot win it's always fun in the beginning but it's pain 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 Ever since I was a minor, but now I'm on the bricks, deep in the mix. Crime smart, searching hard for some new street trick. I think I'll join a gang, sling a little cane, put a beeper on my belt and get myself a name. Fresh sneaker, silk shirts, 24/7 work, nine to five to survive. You gotta be a jerk. I clock two grand a day. Yes, I was born to play. Who me at Mickey D 
Cause it wouldn't work no way I'm a big money haver But not the last laugher For me and for me Makes me no autographer Cause the name of my dreams Nightmares of capture Paranoid of surveillance Phobia of cameras My bank's bigger But so are my fears Past records through players Live limited years But I'm unlike the rest Known to be the best Fast money, true wealth My eternal quest I hustle all night long There ain't no gain in rest Close range bloods on my chest. I looked into his face. I thought he was my friend. My boy had set me up. This one would never mend. No matter who you trust, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in the end. Pain, pain, pain. Got a gun in my mouth, threw me on the floor, called my girl a whore, put in G's out of my mattress and was looking for more. Crack my safe with an axe, then it'll out to the map when they see my money kicking it in 20 G stacks. Book me on 10 counts with bells of different amounts. The charges stuck like glue, some that I couldn't pronounce. They threw my ass the book, my life was surely took. Then they gave my girl 10 years for hanging out with a crook. She played the game herself, fast lane, quick wealth. No respect for the law or the city's health. The sweat of hustlers' greed is not reserved for men. It's fun in the beginning, but it's pain in it. Yeah, that ain't nothing. Cause when I get out of here, I'ma get right back in the money. Cause they don't know that I know what time it is, you see. I done learned something. I did half my time, but I learned more when I was in here. And I'ma go right back out and get paid. You understand what I'm saying? Cause I did half my time. Word. I only got nine years left. Yo, Eva, what's up, man? They be bugging. They won't play our records on the radio, man. Say we violent, man. They need to look at the news, you know what I'm saying? Somebody need to kill that noise. And what you doing with that up under your shirt? Oh, man, it's time we put some head out. this ounce of words is just a token is he who has a tongue to tell that must remain unspoken
much children shows because that is all the time. And there's a very good reason for this. No matter where you turn on the dial, you're always going to find a kiddie show. And that is because the station makes such a killing on the kiddie show. Boys and girls, we're going to go on the air in just a minute. And uh, one thing I have to tell you, this... <laughs> during the cartoon, you boys and girls can't talk in the studio because that goes out over the air, see? And we've instructed our announcers, if you boys and girls talk during the cartoon, they're instructed to belt you right in the mouth. <laughs> Get the, okay, boys and girls, we're going to get ready for the show. And there's the announcer, man. And he's going to talk in that mic. And now I'll come back and, and talk to you, boys and girls. Hey, hey. before I get into the mailbag. show the Three Stooges cartoons on Thursday, but uh, as I mentioned last week, they've been holding Uncle Freddy up on price. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Freddy has decided not to buy that show. I have bought a new cartoon show, which isn't quite as expensive, I think you boys and girls will enjoy very much, called the Army Training Films. <laughs> and girls is frostbite, so you want to be... Sure, watch that. <laughs> oh, 
uh, one other announcement, boys and girls. Today, we're adding the name of a new sponsor to our blacklist. <laughs> we're adding the name of Pops, new breakfast cereal. And, of course, all the members, uh, boys and girls in good standing in the Uncle Freddy Club, that, of course, means you can't have Pops for breakfast in the morning <laughs> or uh, play with any little boys and girls who do eat Pops. <laughs> comes to us from Arnie Peterson. You boys and girls, to please be careful and print each letter, because Uncle Freddy can't always make out all your words. <laughs> This, this one says, Dear Uncle Freddy, Parf? Part? Well, uh, we're going to start printing these from now on, boys and girls, aren't we? <laughs> the part of the show that I enjoy the most is when you talk to Mr. Puppet. Uh, well, well, we'll be doing that on Friday. And, um, he says, all the little boys and girls in my neighborhood come, come in and watch it on my TV set. And we roll on the floor and hold our sides. <laughs> Mommy, that looks like, uh, told me to sit down and write you this letter. And uh, that, as I said, is from uh, Arnie uh, Peterson, and he's 34. <laughs> What's your name? Brucey. Uh huh. And, and how old are you, Brucey? You're four. W would you like to see five, Brucey? <laughs> then don't talk in the studio. <laughs> there is uh, there is one little letter I did want to bring up because we've received a number of them like this. Um, this is from a um, Freddie Ferno. Freddie Ferno. Is that? He's age seven, and. Um, he writes and he says, Dear Uncle Freddy, I sent in for the $27 decoding ring. <laughs> and the three rooms of carpeting. <laughs> and instead I got back some pictures of older girls in sort of bathing suits. slip up in Uncle Freddy's office, uh, boys and girls. That's a little service Uncle Freddy runs for some of the older boys and girls. <laughs> so if, uh, 
um, you might hang on to him for 10 or 12 years, Freddie, or um, maybe you might uh, want him to send it back to Uncle Freddie, and I'll send you back the magic decoder. Don't mail him, Freddie. <laughs> And that'll be the signal for our cartoon. Okay, everybody start marching and wave to your mommies and daddies as you go by the camp. That's the way, boys and girls. Keep waving. That's the way. Let's keep going, son. That's the way. Right out the door, Mark Fire Escape. There you go. <laughs>
Mutiny Radio without a fam is a flat black plastic show. Thanks for listening. Go to the website. You donate money, come down and hear people tell funny stories. Come back. Check, 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 check. Cool. Yeah, man. Cool. How's it going, Paulo? What's up, guys? This is uh, your host, Lazy Chalker, with the Here and Meow podcast. Please tune in at pcrcollective.org. Today's guest, a, a childhood friend and classmate of mine, Wally Sandmeyer. Hello there. Wally, how are you doing? Just uh, kind of get your mouth kind of closer. Yeah, you can I adjust know. it. You can adjust it. Um, yeah, man. How was how was parking? I was, oh, was parking a, a biatch. Yeah, San Francisco parking, it's never been good. And late night on a Saturday, it's just crowded everywhere. Yep, yep. So uh, if you, I think we're about, I'm about 10 episodes deep into this podcast. And Is that right? Hope you guys are enjoying that. What did I do today? Um, I uh, had lunch with Wally in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oakland is dope. Uh, we had we had ramen um, and we had coffee. Don't forget the sake. Temescal. Oh, sake. Sake as well. Yep. Cold sake. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes people take sake very seriously. The Japanese they do, they take do. sake very seriously. When you go to certain uh, ramen places, they have this one sake that looks like jizz. It's like white <laughs> and thick. It's like white and thick sake that's really cold. But it tastes like fucking uh, lychee or something. Huh? You sure? It's yeah, sake. but it looks Not like, like jizz. White rice wine or some actual jizz in your cup? It's just like fruity jizz. It's so great. Um, but yeah, guys, I got some records. I got a selection of records I picked up, um, 
And yeah, nothing on my mind currently. Uh, the time, 10.03 p.m. Great. So um, let's talk. Wally, how's it? Let's talk about living in Oakland. No? Let's, let's do that. Living in Oakland? Living in Oakland yeah. isn't half bad. I mean, everyone tells me that it's getting gentrified, but I don't really know about that. I suppose it is, but... From what I can tell, Oakland is really nice right now. So many community projects going on. Yeah. I live right near the lake, so it's gorgeous. Right. Yeah. There is a motorcycle on the sidewalk. Dude, there's a guy. Oh, my God. These mics are excellent, huh? Yeah, these are dope, right? They are. Are they dope? Yeah. Yeah, so Wally, um, we went to uh, St. Timothy's Middle School together. Oh, don't promote that. They don't need Oh, yeah, press. they need to know that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Who cares about our past? Let's talk Catholic about school paths? Yeah, no one needs yeah. to know about that. We can erase that already. There were some cool things about Catholic school, for sure. This is my second guest. Uh, my first guest was uh, Cliff. You heard Cliff. And uh, Wally is my new guest. Happy to be here. Yeah, great. Middle school is dope. So, so in middle school, like our uniform was a uh, corduroy. It was corduroy and like a white collared shirt with a sweatshirt over it. And yeah, I think it was corduroy and a polo and a sweater. Weird stuff for a Catholic school, but yeah. And in in a on a physical education days, of course, we had like a like a butch lesbian uh, teacher. I think her name was uh, Mrs. Uh, Tafoya. Yeah, she, her name was Miss Tafoya, and we'd wear on PE days. We wore sweatpants, white collared shirts, and a sweatshirt. And I remember the corduroy pants were kind of expensive, and sometimes the poor kids in the class would always wear sweatpants. Yeah, like yeah, Mark, because they couldn't afford the uh, corduroy <laughs> pants. And we get our uniforms from Dennis. And when you're driving over uh, the overpass on 11th Street, you can see a Dennis uniform. But some kids were too poor to afford the corduroy pants. They were. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I had two <laughs> pairs of corduroy, so I considered myself a high roller. But you're forgetting, I was only there for first through fourth grade, so yeah. I don't remember too much of it anymore. Yeah. There's something weird about church in, in middle schools. Uh, in our middle school church, I would always pop an erection. Uh, oh my god! In the in the church, I don't know why. Maybe it was like the stained glass on the windows. Was it like the? That's just a beautiful ray of light. The wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, this stained glass. The sun coming through the stained glass is making me so hard. Or maybe you just love Jesus. Yeah. What did you uh, when you were? We'd have confession, of course. Uh, these are my confessions. Oh, we don't want to. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, well, we'd have confessions, and the priest was always like some like Filipino dude. Uh, they're always weird and creepy, but I think confession booths are very awkward, especially in. There's a lot of cool games like Hitman, the video game. Like uh, he would go to a confession booth in like Florence, and it'd be so sick. There's like. Confession booths are so unique. There's like a, there's like a, there's like a separation between you. You can't see the priest. All you hear is his voice. It's supposed to yeah. be a religious experience. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if you went to confession one day and you're like, odd experience. Yeah. You're like, I murdered some kid, <laughs> and then the priest is like, one thousand Hail Marys, 
1000 our fathers and uh do your homework see i always wondered about that <laughs> did the fathers ever report crimes that they hear from people in confession i assume they would for someone where it gets to a certain level but yeah I've never heard of i mean i would usually say like hey man i'm trying to quit watching porn i i jerk off but i'm sure priests jerk off for sure they can't get but married. yeah they can't if some kid is like oh i i uh I'm planning to shoot up the school uh, tomorrow. Of course, the priest is going to tell the teacher or the principal. Yeah. Yeah. But what what would you confess about in the the, the confession booth? One time, I once stole one of those bionicles from the nearby toy store. Oh, shit. I felt really bad about it. I felt Mm. really bad at it. Third grade. I mean, it was worth it. It was the green one. And that got sick. And it wasn't just the original bionicles it was the one where you press the thing on the back and the head shoots forward oh bionicles were were fucking chronic and and so great because you turn them like 300 there was a button on the back of it it would turn and the arms would swing there was a there was a button on the back of it that would turn 360 degrees this was like fall raven backpacks before fall raven backpacks these bionicles fall raven is uh, fall raven is a they have like multicolored german bags that you wear on your back and they look really gay and stupid but do they have a dial you can twist and yeah there's something you can twist (laughs) people when they wear them they're like i'm a bionicle wearing a fall raven backpack Mm. but they're gay like swedish or german backpacks that people uh, hipsters wear because they claim they're cool uh but bionicles man i I love bionicles i had there were so many colors the green one you're talking about was like uh was like green and light green correct i believe so yeah lots of toys i think it was the poison one because i don't remember but it was the guy in the jungle yeah it's kind of funny that was a great campaign that Bionicles was crazy Lego, bones. Lego has always done so well, but yeah, crazy bones. That was like the yeah. collectible fucking marbles of our generation. Yeah, dude. I remember my middle finger and my nail would actually like get a little <laughs> like bruised. I would bruise my fucking nails when I was playing with crazy bones. Got it intense. You have to flick it hard. Yeah. There was this place in Santiago called uh, Zany Brainy. Zany Brainy. Oh my god, I love that place. That's gone now. But we can still put in the plug for Zany Brainy. If there are any out there, y'all should definitely check out Zany Brainy. They yeah. had some great toys. What are kids playing with today? I don't I don't Fortnite. know. Fortnite. Oh fuck, that sucks. <laughs> Does not compare Fortnite. to Crazy Bones, man. I don't know shit about our children's generation other than uh Fortnite. Baby shark, 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 shark. Baby shark, shark, oh, yeah, shark. The remix mommy there. shark, 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 mommy shark. I think shark. it's baby shark, do 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 yeah, do do do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark. shark. Yeah. Mama. I don't want to vibe with you too hard on this podcast, but I'd hope we talk it. I'm uh, I'm playing my uh, recently acquired records tonight. Oh, what are they? <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> so have some, <laughs> I got a, I got a flume. I got some recently acquired records. Flume? Fucking flume, huh? From, uh, Battaglia, Mike Battaglia. Um, oh, uh, no, but I have a, a George Benson record, uh, recently acquired. Uh, well, why are we talking? Let's put one of these on. Now we're going to talk a little bit more. We got time, oh, okay. dude. Okay. Okay. 10 okay. hours. It's 10, 11. I thought you were about to say 10 hours. We got 10 hours here in this booth. Oh, my God. We don't have dude. enough records, man. Dude, yeah. 
and I don't have that many things to say. Yeah. I start. I start. No, just you're my co-host. You're my co-host, Wally Sandmeyer, and yeah, he doesn't mean I'm very interesting. Wally, right? okay. Say. Yeah, Wally's like six three. Is wearing a watch. So yeah. just picture a six three white guy wearing a watch, and just connect the dots from there. White guy face type three. <laughs> Basic white guy face type three, yeah. Face type three, yeah. Your your uh your face would come up in the uh, in the default for a creating of an NBA live character. Huh. Right. Like a white right. NBA live character. Have you described yourself on this podcast yet, dude? I that's why I have a go- a guest because I talk too much about myself and my recently acquired records. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, well, but should we get into current events or something? Oh, yeah, I'd love that shit. All right, Fuck current yeah. events. Game of Thrones is over, and I'm upset. But oh, yeah, this time. Yeah. that's all I really have to say. Got... I know there were some people that were so upset about the ending, and I am too. But I'm glad it was. We at least got it an ending. Yeah, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I'm not a. I know it's. Uh... It's excellent, but it's great. they got ahead of the books. Only the fifth book is out. There are supposed to be two more. What is that, what is that chair with fucking like sharp dildos on it? Uh, oh, swords. Oh, it, come on. You got to know what that. What is that thing called? It's the throne. It's the Iron Throne. It was made out of melted swords of the people they conquered. That's what they're all fighting for. Oh, God. For. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. If I was alive during GOT, I would, I would have been beheaded like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. For being an asshole and a jerk. I would say one snarky comment and then just die. Is that how it works? Like, if a king is like, hey, fucker, you said something out of line, they'll, like, be like, guards, take him and behead him on the guillotine. Yeah, there's a king exactly like that, Joffrey. Well, actually, a lot of kings are fucked up, but... So, shit-talking was definitely, like, not okay. 